When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm one of the greatest, ain't no debating on Happy Groundhog Day, everyone. And welcome to the 8 o'clock and final hour of a little song and dance we call Jason and Alexis in the Morning. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment, everything the rodent saw his shadow. That's right. Yep, more winter. More winter. Mm-hmm. Which we have anyway here, but okay, yeah. Six yeah. more weeks. Yeah. Plus more. Yeah, Plus more, probably. Yeah, I'll see you in April. You made a serious grave error, Jason Matheson. What? I have checked out permanently now because of the Letterman YouTube channel. Believe me, I know. (laughs) You guys talked about something for the last 15 minutes of last hour. I have no idea what it was. Yeah, I believe me. <laughs> this is I'm going to suspend all of my uh, TV yeah. watching and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm no longer watching anything on Hulu, HBO, um, um, Amazon. I'm just going to the Letterman thing. I'm going to watch every single video he yeah. posts. Everyone, I, I the like one hundred. There, yeah. yeah, and yeah. the ones I want more, and they're not going. They're not on there, and I gotta. I we, we got to get it on there. Anything with Larry Bud Melman. Yes. That's, uh, I want yeah. all I, of the Larry Bud Melman ones. I had the privilege of uh, meeting and interviewing uh, Bud, and uh, it was cool. a disaster. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what, what it was happened? so awesome. Well, uh, Larry uh, is Larry is as Larry does, and he, he cannot um, ad-lib. No. Oh. So no. We, we had to provide uh, his handlers with a list of questions. And then when Larry got in studio, we didn't ask one single question. <laughs> no. And it just went horribly wrong. Oh. It was so sweet. Well, yeah. you know, and what was so funny was a little uh, pulling back the curtain. NBC, look, they were, this was back in the day when, you know, the late night wars and stuff. And NBC was so mad at Dave. You know, there was a lawsuit and not a lawsuit, but they threatened legal action. If the CBS show was anything similar to Dave on NBC, right, 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 so like they couldn't do certain bits, and 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 Dave made fun of it on his very first episode. Actually, Tom Brokaw, in a great, I would play it, but it's more visual than anything. Dave's very first monologue on CBS, he gets ready to do, he does a joke, and Tom Brokaw comes out. Grabs the cue card and says, Dave, this is the intellectual property of NBC and walks out and it's brilliant. But anyway, um, they couldn't they couldn't call 
Larry Bud Melman, Larry Bud Melman. They had to go by his real name on CBS, which was Calvert DeForest. Right. Um, So Bud Mel, Larry Bud was only on uh, NBC. He was on CBS, but they had to call him Calvert DeForest. (laughs) And oh God, he was good. I really want to see those early NBC days throwing stuff off a tall building. Uh, the man under the seats. Uh, there's just so many good bits. Uh, the best is single, and, and we talked to. Um, I'm we're lucky enough on the the Jason show. I got to get her on here just for a great interview because we would all love it for various reasons. Madeline Smithberg. I've talked about her over the. Uh, I've talked about her here on the show before. She was a, a producer for Dave during the late yeah. night years. She produced all of the ordinary people segments. Yeah. So she did the best segments. And she has the best stories uh, about those years. And her favorite is when Larry Bud Melman uh, met uh, uh, people on Ellis Island. Oh. (laughs) He welcomed new people. He said he was from the Port Authority, and he welcomed (laughs) visitors, tourists, tourists, and it's a TV thing. It's a TV thing that we would all that we all get, and 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 listeners, I think you'll get it too. The best, the best part of it is it's a visual thing. How can I explain this? Okay, so I'm holding a microphone to my mouth right now. And he would pull the microphone away, and he was still talking uh-huh. like he wouldn't. Yeah. He, he would be like, so how are you enjoying New and, and he kept doing that, and it would come back to Dave, and Dave would die laughing. Actually, I found a little bit of it. Lex, do you mind if I play it, or do you want to do, we can oh, do no, pop culture fine. trivia at yeah. 830. Okay. No, that's fine. Here, here's a little bit of it. Take- now, can we go to Larry at the Port Authority bus depot? There is the, uh, well, there are all the happy passengers. And, uh, boy, look at the... And he's wearing a sash that says welcome with a tray of hot towels. Oh, <laughs> that used to be a bit. Hot towel, And, yeah. uh, and there's, there's Larry with the banner that says, Nelcom. And... Nelcom. <laughs> Larry, can you, can you hear me? Yeah. How are you, how are you, Larry? Fine. And uh, how's the uh, atmosphere there at the Port Authority bus depot? Oh, it's just great. Uh-huh. We're waiting for the people to get off the bus. Yeah, what, what was the most recent bus arrival, Larry? We haven't had any yet, but we have the bus driver. You have a bus driver. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Larry. How is it you have no buses arriving, but yet you have a driver there? Yeah, well, I guess he got in from one of the other buses. <laughs> He's here. Excuse me, what's your name? Yeah, Peter yeah, that's, uh, that would have been my Did you hear that, no. David? His name is Peter Webster. I'm sorry, I didn't. His last okay, name was... just a second. Your name? Peter Webster. Peter Webster. Right. And where, where were you coming from? Hartford, Connecticut. There he goes. And how was the trip? <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Uh, oh, welcome to the city. I like to call the Big Apple. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. It's just the best. I mean, I mean, think oh. about it. They could do Madeline. It's just was, the beginning. It was the beginning, Lex. And Madeline said they felt free. 
because there was really, I mean, Tom Snyder had that time slot for years, but nobody really, the NBC basically went off the air for all purposes after Carson. So they got on there and Madeline said they felt like they could do anything because NBC didn't care. (laughs) They really didn't. They really didn't care. Um, what, what great creative freedom and, and to turn the whole late night talk show on its, on its head and just do wacky stuff like the monkey cam. And there's another oh, clip I on about yeah. monkey cam. Yeah. They put a monkey, they put a camera on a monkey and they just let him run around the studio. <laughs> and then, Oh God. And so then dumb. they did viewer mail and Madeline said, and this clip is on the YouTube channel. Madeline said that one of the <laughs> one of the one of the letters, true letters, came from a viewer that said, "Hi, David. If we come to the NBC Rockefeller Center tour, is it possible to get a glimpse of you?" So what they did was they turned it. They turned that one question into a whole bit, and they had uh, the the tour guides get off the elevator, and there was a late night uh, uh, representative there with a standee. That said, uh, twenty dollars for a glimpse, fifteen dollars for so they oh so the gosh. tourists would get off and they had all the tourists stand right by the elevator and then Dave way down the hallway would run, run. from one yeah. <laughs> run yes. from one end of the, the hallway to the other and made the tourists give him twenty dollars for a glimpse for a glimpse of Dave. Oh my gosh. And then they would do elevator races in Rockefeller yep. Plaza. Uh, they would put old women on elevators to see who would get to the top. I mean, just stuff oh, that you never, you didn't. Now with Jackass and oh. TikToks and everything, nothing seems original anymore. But you, youngins need to understand you didn't see stuff like this no, on television. It was so weird. And it was like, oh, I loved it. I, I don't think it. he didn't even steal anything from Steve Allen, did he? No. Steve Allen wasn't doing this. I mean, everybody credits um, all of late night to the originator, Steve Allen. And rightfully so, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's 80% true until you come to Letterman because uh, Letterman was just off the rails from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, and he said this in his interview last night with Seth Meyers, he gave credit to Stern, uh, to Howard. He said that he was driving in because uh, uh, Seth had asked where the bit with his mom came from. You oh, know, yeah. when they say, you know, they say Dave's mom. And he said he, you know, he listened to Howard. He was a fan of Howard. And he uh, Howard always had his his parents call in um, on the show. And he goes, well, I have parents just, you know, I have a mom yeah. just like Stern. Yeah. So yeah. that's he credited Stern. He took that idea from Howard. Howard was a frequent guest. And, yes, uh, he was. Yeah. As early as when Howard was still on WNBC. <laughs> Very early days. And they would sit there and make fun of the executives together uh, on NBC. And it's, you know, how we much we love that. I mean, that was fantastic. So it's oh, so I hope good. Some of that makes it to the YouTube channel. I do too, Lex. Yeah. Oh, early yeah. Howard interviews? Yes. yes. He's not done loading, is he? I, no. I hope he. No. Yeah, I, yeah. This is just, I think this is the first. Yeah, he just round. launched it. Yeah. Just launched. So, oh, yeah. Gosh, we and got... then all this, like the pet tricks and the human tricks. We oh, all yeah. Of stupid that. human tricks. That was yes. hilarious. Yes. Oh, yeah. We haven't even touched. I mean, it's and just. 
all the musical acts. Incredible oh, music acts. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's right. James Brown. Sonny and Cher's only reunion happened oh on gosh, Letterman. And because he owns all of it, he can do it without any oh, that's issues. That's amazing <gasps> that he owns yep. all of it. Genius. How did he do that? How did he manage oh, he that one? Negotiation way a oh, long time very ago. Smart. Well, very smart. when he, CBS wanted him that bad, Dawn. Uh, and they basically, he owned, he did the Carson deal. Uh, part of the the demand, uh, the the courting when CBS got him in '93, he demanded to own not only his time slot, but Dave had control of 11:30. Mm-hmm. Um, so he owned like Craig Kilborn. He owned uh, the Late Late Show, Worldwide so, Pants. Their Worldwide oh, Pants is production yes, company. Yes, yes, yes. Brilliant, brilliant. Le- Leno didn't even own. NBC owns. Yeah. The Leno Tonight Show. Um, Dave had, a, I mean, if you look, Leno, rightfully so, had oh. better ratings, but Letterman had the better deal. Speaking of Leno, Leno was one of his best guests early yep. on in the yep. early NBC days. Every time Leno would come on, his, uh, he'd have a brief. What's your beef this time? And Leno <laughs> would just go off yep. on a rant, and it was pre-Milk um, Toast Leno. Uh, yep. It was pretty good, oh, yeah. pretty cutting edge, good uh, stuff. The irony is, we got to go, but the irony is NBC kind of forgot about Leno. Leno wasn't on Johnny Carson for years. He didn't really do well his second appearance, and the bookers didn't really want to bring him back. It was his appearances on Letterman that got Johnny's bookers to pay attention to him again and therefore lead Leno to be the permanent guest host and therefore the heir apparent to, to Carson. So. It is. Uh, you can Fine. see all these clips, a lot of these clips on Letterman's YouTube channel. When we come back, the Dirt Alert. Happy New Year from Hughes Dental. Here's the deal. If you're thinking about ringing in the new year with a beautiful new smile, call my friend, Dr. Amy Hughes. She is a five-star rated dentist. And she's one of 10 accredited cosmetic dentists in the state of Minnesota. That's great. I actually Googled what people are saying about her, and our friend Dr. Amy is doing it right. Listen to what Deb says about her experience with the team at Hughes Dental. After my dentist of several years retired, I went on a thorough search for a new doctor. After several unsatisfactory experiences, I found Dr. Amy Hughes. I've been seeing her and Jackie for over a year and a half through major dental procedures, including implants, extractions, and crowns. I'm so fortunate to have found them. They are professional, knowledgeable, friendly and timely. I'm so pleased with my dental work and highly recommend them. I jumped on the Google too and here's what RJ said. My veneers look and feel perfect. I chose Dr. Hughes because of her excellent cosmetic dentistry credentials, real patient case examples, and the incredible office and staff. The results were amazing and I get compliments at least weekly. You can see some of Dr. Amy's patients' beautiful new smiles on her website, HughesDental.com. While you're on her website, check out the free video consult. And be sure to let the team know that Jason told you that Hughes Dental is the only choice for your smile makeover. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Let's get caught up with the inter... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Entertainment news of the day with the Dirt Alert with Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Good morning, friends. Good morning. All right, I want to follow up on a story that we were talking about yesterday, which was uh, Whoopi Goldberg's comments about the Holocaust on her show, The View. She has apologized and she has now been suspended for the show. Uh, So this is what ABC News President Kim Godwin tweeted. She said, effective immediately, I'm suspending Whoopi Goldberg for her wrong and hurtful comments. While Whoopi has apologized, I've asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the impact of her comments. So basically, you know, she was talking about this on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and then also on The View. So she kind of doubled down on these comments saying uh, that the Holocaust was not a race issue because Nazis and the German soldiers and Jewish people were both white. And so she... You know, it was a, it's a very difficult thing. She did not handle it well. And um, so she, people are coming out saying, of course, this is terrible. This is inaccurate. And um, and so she apologized, kind of figured it out. But now she's been suspended. Horrible and inaccurate. Right. And um, and also, to be clear, she did. We said this yesterday. She fumbled the response. Right. Right. Yeah. She really did. And we always talk about the apologies, a celeb apology. She kind of, no, I'm, I'm going to remove the word kind of. She fumbled the response. I will say, though, you know, when she said this, I believe in one of her responses that she's always been on the side of, of, uh, of the Jewish community. I, I, I went back for, for giggles because, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't like when people just react to headlines. I actually Googled on the YouTube. I put Whoopi Goldberg. I, I looked, and she has. I mean, she's she has, on that broadcast, always been on the side. And not that there's a side, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. In conversation, she has always been a great supporter. Um, Maybe advocated so, for the Jewish community. Absolutely. So have, I, I'm saying that because I think like most of these cases, there's there's a nuance to it. It's not just a black and white case. You, you got to look at the totality of the person. Did she make a horrendous mistake? Yes. I don't know, though, if she should be fired. Now, if she's had a history of incendiary, incendiary comments and a hateful rhetoric against the Jewish community, absolutely. But this was a huge mistake. I mean, we can have a reasonable debate of what her punishment should be. Personally, I think the suspension is good um, and she should come back. I don't know if she should lose her job. I don't really know how I feel about that. Well, it's a tricky. The pendulum has been swinging. You know, it's like we swung to this sort of like it was uh, there was a long time where people in power and in um, who were famous could get away with pretty much anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it swung to the second you say something, you're out. You're fired. And now I think we're maybe swinging back to the middle a little bit, which is like allowing for some learning, allowing for, I, I guess it's difficult because she's in a, she should know better. But I think that mm-hmm. it's really tough to say, if you are a person who has never made an ignorant 
statement in your life, like throw the stones at the glass house. It's just impossible to do. Yeah, I would never be able to say that. Show every, you're doing this every day. And yeah, it's. I, I hear you. Yeah, there has. But to you're be right. I room. think the double down was the real tricky yeah. part. If if she would have, yeah. you know, kind of heard the problem was she made the statements on the View, mm-hmm. and then if she would have heard the, hey, this is not okay, and then said, oh, hold on a second, let me take a minute to do some learning here and really figure out where I need to go from here. She didn't do that. She went on Stephen Colbert and double and down. then doubled down, and then she later shared. On Twitter saying, as Jonathan Greenblatt from the Anti-Defamation League shared, the Holocaust was about the Nazis' systemic annihilation of the Jewish people who they deemed to be an inferior race. I stand corrected. Had she maybe made those comments and then said, oh, gosh, let me do some learning here and then figured it out. um, I think it I think maybe it wouldn't have led to the suspension. Listen, they and and. You know, you watch The View. There's a lot of stuff that yeah. those ladies say on The View that I'm like, oh. holy buckets. Be- uh, be- okay, yeah. because that's, yes. I, I, Lex, I think that's the point you were making. And Dawn, I'm looking at your face. That's also, it's the double-edged sword of I, you want executives, that. executives, you're paying these people for their opinions, right. whether whether you agree or not. I mean, it's, I, you know what I mean? There yeah. is that aspect. That's why I'm saying I hate when people think that all of these cases are very black. There is a nuance to these conversations, and which, this is one of them. Yeah, this which is, is I'm, which I'm glad you're having. Which is the same thing, you know. It's you guys work in radio. I work in TV and radio. I mean, you know how it is. It's like be yourself, but not quite yourself. <laughs> like yeah. we really, well, you, hey, we want you to be you, say, but just yeah. like a little bit better than you. <laughs> Well, you know, and if you say it's not like anyone in. says that, it's just that's what's implied. I, that's what the that's what's expected. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask? And if you what say stupid Joy's stuff on it, response. What did Joy say? Well, at first, when I watched, so I watched clips of it. I didn't watch the entire thing, so I'll admit that. But at first, I heard Joy kind of going right, like as she was trying to sort of follow and process what right. Whoopi was saying. Right. Yeah. And then it was like, Jewish. no, no, no. You know. Okay. I'll have to watch the clip. And Joy see her goes. Reaction. Well, what was it about? You know, yeah. to Whoopi. Okay. Yeah. So, hmm. it's always good to ask a question. It's it's uh, yeah, just to like hey, clarify this. Yeah, it's a hard conversation. Right. This poop that yeah. you yeah, created. let me help you try to jump out of this. <laughs> now I yes. took up my whole dirt alert. I promise. I had other stories uh, prepared, but well, alas, right. here we are. It's a big. I mean, it's the. It's I mean, huge, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah it is. I, You know. Um, yeah. Uh, you can have some fun today with Elizabeth today at three on Twin Cities Live. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. I love school and I love learning. Jason, who was your favorite teacher? Mrs. Freeze from third grade. She made learning so much fun. I mean, looking back now, I see how teachers have to continually learn to be great teachers. You are so right, Jason. And that is what St. Mary's University of Minnesota can provide with their Master of Arts in Education program. It is designed for educators who want to keep learning to advance their careers. Especially if you want to build your skills and curriculum and instruction, mental health, or culturally responsible. Responsive teaching. You'll learn from top-notch educators who have a wealth of classroom experience to share. The best part of St. Mary's is at the heart. Their faculty and staff are the people who get to know you and all become your allies on your educational journey. To learn more, head to smumn.edu or my talk keyword St. Mary's. Want me to hold on to your time. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Right here live on my talk. And streaming live on our app. Um, I had to ask B. Arthur a question, so unfortunately, I had to correspond with her. Oh, oh. no. 
Ugh. <laughs> um, and I guess we're like a hundred away from a thousand Valentines uh, for Liz what? and the friends. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my talkers, we need a hundred more. I, I don't want. We can't just have nine hundred. That's a weird number. We need a thousand. Well, yeah, so, we'd like to focus oh. on the other residents. Yes. Please. Yes. yes. So yes. if we, Lex, I mean, there's a hundred people listening. Oh my right? gosh! Lex, yes. there right now. Yeah, and if yeah, you yeah. make a few, there's been some people who've sent like fifteen of them. Yeah. Handmade valentines with really yes. sweet roses are red, violets are blue poems. <laughs> And we have some, we've gotten a lot of questions, so can we clear a few things up real yes, quick? Yes, please. Absolutely. Uh, lots of questions about envelopes. Do we include envelopes? Now, if it's for Liz, no, because we're just going to give them to her in a big basket because we don't want to, we're just going to open them for her. But for the other residents, if you do have an envelope, please mail it in because that would be good because, you know, they're going to get maybe one, maybe two if we're lucky. Um, but to have an envelope to put them in, that would be perfect. If not, we'll still take them and get an envelope, but if you have them. Also, do you sign the valentine? That's another question. And yes, please sign the valentine. Yeah. Some people are like, do we say blank ones? And I'm like, no. "No." Would you want to get a blank card? No. Um, No. No. I didn't say that, but I'm saying it now. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Put some message in there, you know? Think about you. We love you. Yeah. Know that you're loved. That kind of a thing, you know? Yes. And then the other major question we get, can we send food or candy? Uh, please, no more food or candy. We have enough that we're going to give to Liz, but you know, we're not sure with allergies and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just looking for the... the diabetic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the... we And people have been so generous. I mean, we have plushies and a whole bunch of things to, to give Liz and to share with others, but we definitely have enough of that. So... Yes. No more pork rinds. Nothing. Don't no, no yeah. anything. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Are you hearing any other questions, Don? Or is that um, those are kind of the main three? Maybe I think so. Yeah. It's about like yeah. Now our promotions director, she's saving your addresses because she wants to thank everyone in a certain way. So oh, that's why put she's, your address. Yeah, so, yes. I mean, obviously, like on a return, just in your envelope. Put a return address. Yeah. Oh, some perfect. people haven't been doing that. Yeah. And and we're not, you know, we're not, this isn't some type of a commitment where you're going to be asked to write continuously. That's a separate program. You know, just things like that. Yeah, it's, this is a one-time one deal. One time only. So there it's we go. so much fun to deliver these Valentines. We need a hundred more. Oh. I just want a thousand. I just 900 crap. There's nine. Uh, we need a hundred. Nine hundred? Yeah. Can you believe, that's I, so many. Yeah. What if it yeah. comes out at That's what the Dark 000. Lord said. I don't know. Yeah. What if it's 1001, Jason? Candy, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> so, yeah. I think we're going to I think we're going to hit closer to 2000. Well, I think we are too Easily. actually. Yeah. It's just the messages that we're getting and those So send them right. in. Yes. my talk 1071com keyword valentines for the address. I want to scream. Just whatever comes to mind, shout it out. Yes. Green pop culture time. So today is Groundhog's Day, and of course we have to have Groundhog Fun Fact, right? Oh, yes. Oh. So it's actually the actual event that happened this morning about the the shadow or not and Phil, and yeah. then also the movie. So oh, fun. So how much do you know about the movie? All right. So here we go. Let's go with this one first. Where does Punxsutawney Phil make his yearly prediction? Gobbler's knob. Yes, which is a 350-square-foot plot of land just outside of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. All righty. In 1995, Phil appeared as a guest on what popular talk show? 
Uh, Phil Donahue. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> In 1995, Punxsutawney Phil Oprah. appeared as a guest on Oprah. You're right, Don. How you get that, Jace? I know. Are you paying really attention? <laughs> no, we're we're Kenny and I are laughing because. Dawn often thinks, Lex, that we're in cahoots, that I have an advantage. <laughs> yeah. And today it is very clear that Dawn McClain has the advantage because she loves Groundhog oh, Day. That's true. Yes. Okay, how about let's jump to the movie. What was the song that Phil wakes up to every morning? Oh, shoot. Go ahead. I don't know it. Something Ro- by Duran Duran. Rockin', mm-hmm. Rockin' Robin? Mm-mm. Um, uh, the Hill Street Blues theme. Good day, We're celebrating sunshine. her a lot. Beatles? We're celebrating her a her lot. Her a lot. Yep. Oh, she's saying uh, she's featured in the Betty White special. Oh. Cher. Cher. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Oh, yep. Yes. Sunny Cher. Yep. Every morning wakes up to that. Don, you didn't get that one. Mm. I know. Well, I haven't watched the movie a million times. Probably just like three yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over the course of... Okay, let's see here. What did the French groundhog see on February 2nd? Uh, his shadow. Oh, a virgin. Shadow a virgin groundhog. His chateau. Oh, that's a dad joke. Uh, oh, my goodness. I felt hook, line, and sinker <laughs> I mean, for that. You kind of got it, Jace. Uh, who was the first American president to meet Puxatani Flu? Gerald Ford. Nope. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually, uh, it no, was, uh, no. Bill Clinton. Mm-mm. Before. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm going with Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Reagan. Jimmy Carter. It is Reagan. In 1986, Phil took a trip to Washington, D.C. Oh, gosh. Met Ronald Reagan. <laughs> okay. Nancy had him up in the parlor. Two drugs, Groundhog. On Groundhog's Day, no. the, the movie, what's Phil Connor's profession? He's a uh, uh, advertising. Oh, weatherman. he's a weatherman, Kenny. Yes, weatherman. What did the groundhog's trainer tell him before the Olympics? Oh, dad joke. Dad joke. Warning, warning, everyone. Dad joke. <laughs> um, shadow. Uh, route run. Shadow. They're known for fur, big teeth. Um, I have no idea. Go for gold. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many <laughs> How many members are in Puxatani Phil's inner circle? 12. How Close. many members? 18? 11. In between. 16. 15. 15. 15 members. That was Don. What's the president's name, Don? Or anyone else? Oh, the oh, the guy who just did the Oh shoot. Um Oh, I, we've said it this Mr. morning, Peanut. so yeah. President No, no, Fur. no. His name is like Jeff. Jeff. Be- yeah, it's a Jeff. President Beaver Dumb. <laughs> with an A. Jeff Lundy. Lundy, Lundy, Lundy. <laughs> and uh, the other members have weird names like uh, Shingle Shaker, uh, Iceman, Big Chill, Thunder Conductor. Thunder Conductor. That's Kenny's porn facts. name, by the way, too. <laughs> Did Don get that one? Did Don get that one? He, she got that one. Okay. We're going to give it to her. Uh, when Phil is not predicting the weather at Gobbler's Knob, a rural area about two miles outside of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, where does he live? The, uh, um, meth house. Uh, <laughs> he, he lives in a Red Ruffin off uh, 12. In a stump. 
He lives in a, in a habitat in the visitor center of... Uh, he lives in my barn, well, and he's going to ah! pay the price for trespassing. In the Punxsutawney Visitor Center in a uh, habitat. He lives in the town library. Oh. Yep. Hmm. He lives rent-free in Dawn's brain. Uh-huh. Yes, this is true. Have you ever eaten groundhog? Gross. Oh, no. Is this a dad joke? This is a dad joke. No. Warning, everyone. How about sausages? No. That's groundhog. <laughs> I'm, I've been awarding points to Lex, and it was very painful. Let's do one more, Lex. Our friendship is hanging on the Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> okay, what is Punk Punxsutawney Phil's official name? Um, uh, Philip Dan Dan Seaman. <laughs> Philip the Groundhog. This was declared uh, in 1886. Oh, Philip Philonius Phil. Uh, uh, uh no, nope. Phil it's very Rucker. long. He uh, is Punxsutawney Phil, see, seer of seers, sage of sages, oh. prognosticator of all prognosticators, and weather prophet extraordinaire. Oh, so it's not fill me up, Big Daddy. <laughs> oh God, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Oh, gosh. oh, God. Sometimes I just do jokes for Jason. I love it, please. It's Phil Jones. That's his full name. Yeah, wow. Phil Jones. Um, <laughs> coming up on 843, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. Hi, I'm Robert Lee. I own Coleman Liquidation. I sell mobile homes. I'm not gonna waste your time. I'm gonna tell it just like it is. These are mobile homes, not mansions. They come in two pieces. If that's what you're looking for, that's what I got. They're used. Some of them have stains. We cover that up. She decorates them. She sells them. These guys help me move them. bouncer in Birmingham hit me in the face with a crescent wrench five times. And my wife's boyfriend broke my jaw with a fence post. So if you don't buy a treader from me, it ain't gonna hurt my feelings. So come on down to Coleman Liquidation and get yourself a home. Or don't. I don't care. Da, da, da. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. Da, da, da. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. There we go. He doesn't care, Lex, whether nope. you uh, mm-hmm. buy one or not. He's, he's got plenty of customers. There. He's not mm. desperate. No. Just with the chainsaw. I have to, and the wild animal noises. I don't understand any of that. 
Rawr, the cougar noise. Yeah, I don't get it. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk and streaming worldwide on our my talk app. If you can't listen to us live, listen to us later. It is time to find out what person, place, or thing has completely, totally, a jump the shark. Fire up the boat. I'm jumping the shark. Shark, shark, shark. Hey. It's not as good as it used to be. Things have gotten worse, not better. What happened to you? Jump the shark. It was dump a mundo. <laughs> today and it's body shamers uh but there's also a celebratory uh person in this the celebratory person is jason ritter uh the if that name sounds familiar of course he is the son of john ritter and he came to the defense of his wife against uh, lovely lovely internet trolls who were body shaming his wife you know his wife melanie linsky um, she's been probably on a show or movie that you have watched. Most recently, she is on our Yellow favorite Jackets. Yellow Jackets, which we're all loving. And Castle Rock, too. Yeah, Castle Rock. Yeah. Really good in that. She's really good. Well, uh, she recently had to shut down uh, some body shamers. Even somebody on her own set um, talking to her about her weight saying i care about your health um you know yeah you're i care about your health and you just seem a little you know too big and um and you really shouldn't be doing these sex scenes because of your body size what yeah so oh my god that makes me so angry so she uh yeah so she responded, this was a couple days ago. She said, the story of my life since Yellow Jackets premiered. Most egregious are the, quote, I care about your health, people. Bitch, you don't see me on my Peloton. You don't see me running through the park with my uh, child. Skinny does not always equal healthy. True. Um, and the, that she even has to say that, though. I believe, oh. yeah. It's what do inf- people hate about themselves that makes them project that onto others? Uh, I, They're I probably am, hungry. I am being introduced <laughs> to this. <yeah. laughs> Starving like, themselves and they're like, yeah, like they're on the internet and they're like, god. oh my god, I, I oh, gotta be skinny. Would... And then they see her living her best life as yes. not a toothpick, and they're like, I'm gonna tear her down, and oh. I can't wait till my next meal. Yeah, it's probably yeah. that's. Uh, I'm being introduced to her for the very first time right now, and I have to say she is smoking hot. She's so cute. Wasn't yeah. she the crazy Jeez. neighbor on Two and a Half Men also? For years, I believe so. Yes. Oh, right! right. Was. Yeah, that would just break the into stalking his house. One. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Who was their friend? But she also broke in every day. Right. Yeah. Well, to Shirley her, Sheen, her lovely husband, and I've always been a fan of Jason Ritter. He was raised right. I think he's a good guy. He uh, posted on Twitter, quote, if anybody has any further unsolicited comments about anybody else's body, they can feel free to write them in permanent ink onto their own foreheads and (laughs) swan dive directly into the sun. So (laughs) I like that. Yes. (laughs) So bravo, Jason. Bravo. So it just why? I mean, why? Why? I, mean, I just we don't know, know why, why people Lex buy into this. Like, yes, we do realize that most of the time on TV, women who are in the industry and the hot new thing or whatever, or even women who are in, you know, our age are still toothpicks. You see basically prepubescent bodies sometimes with fake boobs. 
But there are other people out there and in the real world, other body shapes and types that are just as sexy. Oh, more, Dawn, more sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think we were going to talk about because there's another story circulating about the Bridgerton star, Nicola. Oh, yeah. She was body shamed, too. Yes, who plays Penelope. And she took a selfie on her Instagram and just said, hello. So just a thing. If you have an opinion about my body, please, please don't share it with me. What's your last name? Um, it's uh, Co- uh, Coughlin. Coughlin. Yeah, it's yep. C-O-U-G-H-L-I-N. It, oh, what's wrong with her? She's Irish. She's just with four foot five, first of all. Yes. <laughs> it's just and and the so whole thing about weighing in on it. She's like, no, just stop. Oh God, I hate. And the people. whole thing of like, folks, that she shouldn't do sex scenes because she's not a zero. It's just so disgusting. It's like, oh, you know, people that are normal weight have sex too. Just FYI, yeah, just exactly. hashtag, just saying, yeah, yeah. That's going to do it for us. If you're a kid out there, wow, this is special. This is appropriate today. Go out there and be yourself because nobody on Twitter can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You do you. No matter your size, go have some great sex. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just jumping off what Jason said, but why not have a great day?